Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, it's Matthew. And before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to share. A little bit of love that I have for the Having It All Blueprint course. Because I've been in the space that you might find yourself in right now, where you're feeling frustrated. Maybe you're feeling a little bit lost or confused, like you don't have direction or you aren't really clear on your purpose, or you don't know why you keep starting and stopping things in your life. And you feel like you're kind of caught in this cycle and you just keep repeating the same things again and again. I've totally been there and I've seen the impact that that has on my health and on my relationships and on everything that I experience in my life. And what I have done in the Having It All Blueprint is pour in the frameworks and the systems and all the different mindset shifts and changes that I did on myself, first and foremost, that I lived and have walked for so many years that have helped to create a huge transformation in my life. And I put all of that in the blueprint. And the result of me living everything that I teach in the blueprint is that I attracted an incredible queen into my life. I took really bold steps in my work and with entrepreneurship. I reached all new heights in my fitness and in my health. I became a father and fully embraced the role of raising a little girl. And I helped to create an amazing community of people who are there to love me and support me and to fill me up. And all of that is because I walk the walk. And so if you've been feeling any of that frustration, any of that overwhelm, any of that, that feeling of just being uninspired in your life, and you're ready to walk the walk, then the blueprint can be an incredible tool for you. It can help you do just that. And if you're interested, you can go to matthewbivens.com slash blueprint to learn more. And if you're not, if this isn't the timing for you, that's okay too, because the timing has to be right. And so when the timing is right for you, it'll be there. Thank you so much for giving me those couple of minutes. Let's now jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Hello, hello, my friend. Happy Tuesday or whatever day you find yourself listening to this episode. And welcome to the Having It All podcast. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I am so excited you're here with me today to jump into another conversation about what it looks like to have it all, an abundant, loving life. And that's the context through which we look at having it all on this show. 
as an abundant loving life. You know, it's not about your possessions. It's not about your titles. It's not about all the different things that you achieve, but it's about who you become along the way. That's really what having it all is. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's conversation is uh, really great and it's intimate and it's going to get raw and real because we're talking about porn today. We're talking about porn today and I have my own uh, very long relationship with porn and pornography um, going back to when I was single digits. And so I brought Sarah in on today's episode um, so that she can share her two cents on all of this stuff. So it's a great one. It really, really is. But first, let's kick things off with some magic. You know, we talk about magic at the top of every episode of the podcast, just so that we can become more aware of how powerful we are. Because what magic is, is it's your ability to influence yourself, others, and life in an empowering way. And you are creating magic all the time because you are a powerful creator. But if you're not taking a moment to be intentional and reflecting on your magic, then you might be missing it. And you may not view yourself as a powerful creator. You might think that things just happen to you in life. But that's, that's the type of belief that I want to shift. And that's one way we do that is through magic. So I've got two pieces of magic today, and they both have to do with financial abundance. So they're both financial pieces of magic. The first one was really cool, and it just happened um, yesterday. Uh, I was on a call. I was on a call with a, with a listener, with one of you, um, and we were talking about my coaching and talking about the Having It All Blueprint course, and it was a really, really great conversation. Um, I absolutely love having these calls. It's, it's, been a, it's been a highlight. It's one of the new things that I've started doing, and um, just the calls themselves are magical. But at the end of our call, um, this, the, the person I was talking to, they, they shared with me that they felt inspired, like they heard this little voice inside of them that said, gift Matthew some money. So she says, what's your cash app name? And uh, I was kind of taken aback, but I, I gave her the cash app name. And she said, you know, I want to be obedient to, to what my intuition, to what my, my higher self is telling me. And I want to I gift you some money. So a few minutes later, I see money show up in my cash app. And that was incredible. You know what I mean? Like, just, just there was two things about it that really, that really touched me. One, the magic in receiving that financial abundance is beautiful. But then also the example that she set of feeling some sort of inspiration, feeling inspired to do something, and then saying, okay, I'm going to do it. Because I think a lot of times we might feel something in our gut, we might get a little idea, but then we, we shut it off. And so I was inspired by the fact that she just went with it and, you know, the, the, the result was me being blessed with some money. So that was really, really incredible. And that's, that's the first piece of magic. Um, and by the way, you know who you are. So thank you again. It was amazing. Um, thank you for being my magic today. Second piece of magic, again, also has to do with money. And uh, this morning, I went to the shoe store. I'm gonna get a, I was going to get a new pair of running shoes. I kind of beat my older ones down, so I needed to upgrade them. And I've had my eye on these Adidas Ultra Boosts. They're like some top-of-the-line running shoes right now. And I had my eye on them, but you know the price just wasn't within where, what I wanted to spend. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna set those aside for later. Um, but I started talking to the salesman, and I just happened to mention the price. And then he tells me, he's like, hey, you know what? We actually have a sale going on right now. You get forty percent off anything in the store, and if the total happens to be above a hundred bucks, we're gonna take an additional twenty dollars off. 
And I was like, what? So I ended up walking out of that store with my pair of Adidas Ultra Boosts and a t-shirt for almost half the price of the sneakers. That to me is some magic. You know what I mean? That to me is some magic. And so both of these pieces of magic are really important, especially if you're out there feeling financially strapped. Because financial abundance shows up in many, many ways in our lives. But if we're really focused on it looking a certain way, then it's easy to miss. So if you're so focused on financial abundance showing up as you know more money in your paycheck or more sales or closing more deals, and if that's how you like that's your picture and expectation of financial abundance, then you're gonna miss if it shows up as somebody giving you some money through Cash App. Or you're going to miss if it shows up as you paying half the price for a pair of shoes that you were ready to pay for. You know, because that's, that's what happens. Like we, we say, I want to receive more financial abundance and the universe says, okay, fine. And then boom, you have financial abundance. But if it doesn't look the way that we're expecting, we miss it. So I just want to, I want to highlight these two pieces of financial magic. And now is a great time for you to pause this episode and reflect on any financial magic that you've had. Like maybe you found money on the ground and you're walking. Like that's magic right there. Or maybe your tax return was a little bit more than you thought it would be. Boom, there's some more financial magic. Like let's recognize the abundance that we have in our lives. So take a moment right now to do that. And um, I do want to say thank you all. Thank everybody listening. Thank you for, for help, for keeping me accountable to spotting the magic in my life and all the different ways that it shows up. Because whenever I, I hop on the mic and I share magic with you, you know, I reflect on magic that I want to share. And so I have an opportunity to think of all the little pieces of magic. So I just want to say thank you to you for helping to hold me accountable to doing that. Let's shift into a little bit of listener love. Uh, today's listener love comes from an iTunes review. And this review is, is pretty cool. Uh, the person who reviewed it, your name is Nikki23. So thank you, Nikki23. And the subject line says, stop avoiding breakdowns. And the review is, she wrote, well, I'm assuming Nikki23 is, is, a, is, a, is a woman. So if you're a man, I apologize. But you wrote, I heard Ice Cube say, a setback is a setup for a comeback. Love it. Thanks for reminding us that we don't really know what's good or bad. I thought that was so cool. I think the fact that you dropped an Ice Cube line in an iTunes review is like the coolest thing ever. And you're totally correct in, in what you said um, as it relates back to that episode, Stop Avoiding Breakdowns. Because in that episode, I say, you know what? Breakdowns can lead to breakthrough. So if you're doing everything in your life to stop avoiding some sort of breakdown, then what you're potentially doing is also cutting off the possibility of a breakthrough. So that ice cube line, a setback is a setup for a comeback, makes so much sense. So thank you so much, Nikki23, for, for the review. Thank you for the, the great line, the great quote. And thank you for just taking a moment to share that with me because, you know, it took time for you to log into iTunes and, and leave that, that review and all that stuff. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. If you would like to leave a review in iTunes like Nikki23 did, then all you got to do is open up your iPhone, click on that podcast button. It's like the little purple microphone looking button. And then you can go in there. I think it's Apple Podcasts now as opposed to iTunes, but I still call it iTunes. 
Um, but you can go into Apple Podcasts and you can leave a review. And if you don't have an iPhone like me, then you can go through iTunes on your computer and you can leave a rating and review. Um, and really the, sub- the subscription, like subscribing to the show, it's free, by the way. You just subscribe for free on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, that's, that, I highly appreciate that as well. So a subscription, a rating, and a review. And uh, that'll be, I appreciate all of that. And you might have uh, your review read on an episode like Nikki23. So if you want to do that, that'd be really cool. And lastly, before we jump into today's episode, um, just wanted to just share, I guess, another piece of magic that the Having It All Blueprint launch just continues to unfold and it's all been beautiful and magical. And, you know, it's a, the, the Blueprint, I've talked about it several times before, um, and it's just this really powerful resource for you to gain clarity, to gain purpose, direction, confidence, right? It, it really helps you and in, into, you know, moving through adversity and challenges and all of that beautiful stuff. And I also know that the timing has to be right. You know, like the timing has to be right in order for you to invest in yourself with something like the blueprint. And when the time is right, then you'll be curious and you'll go and you'll check it out. Um, and what's really cool is that the blueprint is there for you whenever you're ready. You know, it's there for you whenever you're ready. Um, and it, it will continue to be there. So that's what one thing I love about this. It's like everything I poured into it, it's there whenever you're ready. And if you are interested in it, you can check it out at matthewbivens.com slash blueprint. And if you think you're ready right now, but you're not sure, then let's jump on a phone call. You and I, let's get on a phone call and we can chat and I can personally answer any questions that you have. Um, I've been doing that. I mean, that's where my, my first piece of magic came from. I've been having these really amazing phone calls with, with you all. So there's a link to schedule a call with me on the Blueprint details page. So go to matthewbivens.com slash blueprint, then scroll down and you'll see where the payment options are. And right below that, there's a little link that says something like, get on my calendar. And you just click on that link. It's going to take you right to my calendar and you pick the time frame that works best for you. And then we'll talk. It's awesome. Like I give you a phone number, you call the number. I'm on the other line and boom, there we are. And we're talking and you can ask me questions. And, you know, I, I ultimately end up giving a little bit of coaching, giving you a little bit of feedback on things going on in your life. So it's just a really cool way for us to connect. And especially if you have questions about the blueprint, if you're kind of on the fence, then ask me. I'm happy to answer. So again, that's matthewbivens.com slash blueprint. And I would love to connect with you. All right, let's get into today's episode. So Sarah and I recorded this over the weekend, just a few days ago. Um, so uh, it's what you're going to hear next is just you know us jumping right into the the topic. And um, again, I brought Sarah in here because we're talking about porn in this episode. And this was a listener email. Uh, I did a call out on my Instagram last week and asked for some topics, and I got this really really um, powerful email that I'm like, you know what, I want to dedicate a whole show to this one. So it's a listener email all about uh, pornography, husband watches pornography, and then um, wife is trying to figure out how to relate to it and, and all of these really interesting things. So Sarah and I talk about it and we dig in and both of us have um, our own experiences with with pornography and relationships. And um, it's just, the uh, you know, it's honest. And I, I do my very best, both Sarah and I do our very, very best to just be open and honest with everything. And I say it in the episode, but I'll say it again. You know, we're not therapists or counselors or doctors or anything like that. Um, And so we're just giving our perspective. That's really it. We're giving our perspective 
based on our own experiences. So, you know, don't listen to this to try to figure out exactly what you got to do in your situation. Just listen for, for, for an alternative perspective. And that's really it. So with no further ado, let's jump right into the episode. What's up, mama? Hey. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm I'm cool. I'm excited. We haven't done an episode. We haven't recorded anything together in I don't know, 6 months. Oh, wow. Really? 6 months? I don't know. We haven't done an, an episode on doing it at home yeah. together in a while. Yeah. So it's definitely not this show. year. Definitely not in 2019. Yeah. So I'm just excited to have you here and we're talking about some some real some real stuff. Um Let's just go ahead and make this one like an, an explicit episode. We're talking about you some, think? Yeah, we're talking about some real <laughs> shit. Uh, we're talking about porn. We're talking about how porn impacts relationships, um, marriages, like couples, people, two people together, and how uh, it you know all the stuff that that can happen. And um, it's important to preface this conversation by saying that Sarah and I are not um, experts in this beyond. What we've, yeah, beyond what we've experienced, like we don't have any training in how to deal with, you know, pornography, addiction. Doctors, and we're also not telling anybody how to live their lives. No, 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 not at all. Um, Today's episode is inspired by a listener email, and so Mm -hmm. somebody wants some perspective, and we're just going to give some perspective and feedback um, based on what we've both experienced. You know, we we both have our own experiences individually before we were ever in a relationship with porn, and then together and 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 things that have that have happened together so that's all we are offering up today yeah we are just going to talk about our experience we'll talk about like what we what we would do if what's going on with this listener has been happened in our relationship but this is not a go do what we tell you to do this is not a here's what happens in the male brain when they watch porn at nine years old (laughs) none of that stuff there's there's a lot of other resources out there and if if you know you listen to this and you're like okay that was interesting but i need more go and and seek it out right like it's a lot of resources you just got to be proactive and go and get what it is that you need so it's just really important that we say that okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Can I give another preface that this is not my normal voice and I am super stuffy right now from what's blooming right now in Atlanta and it's wonderful that the season's changing. However, I cannot breathe out of my nose. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> if anyone who does recognize me from my show or your show or whatever other show, they're like, that doesn't really sound like her. That's why. And I know it feels really dramatic from my head because I'm in it and it's probably not all that different. But you sound pretty normal. I feel like I sound 
very weird. So I'm just putting that out there. I (laughs) think that's an important preface as well. Awesome. (laughs) Note that. I feel like I sound kind of bassy today, but uh, very white in it. Sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So this is a long email. I'm just gonna read the second, like the second two thirds. If that makes sense. The um, second two thirds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're also not math experts. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So and you know we don't mean to like joke or anything about this stuff. Like this is some real stuff, but it's um. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna address it the way that we do. Cool. You know, in our style. Um so just real quick context, husband and wife been together for a long time. Um they've they have a you know, a child together and, and they've got that just like that awesome family, you know. Definitely love each other and all of that great, beautiful stuff. And um they recently became empty nesters, so uh their their little one is not so little anymore yeah. <laughs> and they've left. They left the house, and so now it's just a husband and wife together, and uh, that's where I'll pick up the email. So seven months ago, we became empty nesters. What a whirlwind of change. Good, bad, and well, ugly. My husband and I have really gotten to focus on us, which has brought so much to the surface. Amidst our many soul-searching discussions, tearing down walls and vulnerability, my husband admitted to something I wasn't surprised at or judgmental towards, but confused. He watches pornography quite frequently. My first reaction was, no way, me too. And admitting that seemed to really help my husband feel comfortable about sharing more once he picked his jaw up off the ground. I like that little addition. (laughs) Um, But then we started to peel back the layers. Over the course of the last few months, we have discussed this a couple of times, but our last conversation left me feeling different about this quote-unquote secret of his. Our sex life is passionate and consistently pleasurable, but has lacked intimacy, an area that Sarah and I have, have really opened up about. Um, we also have trouble with timing. So she's more of a morning person. He's more of a nighttime guy. I've listened to the episode where you have touched on the topic of pornography, but I'm unsure exactly what my husband has this need. So that's one thing that we'll address. Let me, uh, earmark some stuff. Yeah. Let me highlight this. Why my husband has the need for pornography. Do you know why it's called earmark? I do not. I feel like there's a podcast on that somewhere or someone listening right now is like, I know, I know. Somebody so does. You can tell us. <laughs> All right, back to the email. I watch porn every once in a while when I'm alone, turned on, and want to pleasure myself. But it's rare. My husband admitted to watching porn after I fall asleep two to three times a week, way more than I feel comfortable with. And now I'm questioning if I am truly f- fulfilling him sexually. It's another thing to highlight. Boom. Is this normal for men? My husband was exposed to pornography at a very young age, and after peeling back that layer, he seems almost desensitized. At this point, I'm not sure how to move forward. My husband is hypersensitive about this, and I don't want to shut him down. I feel very confused and a bit disappointed. I also have recently developed a new anxiety about falling asleep first in fear of him, quote-unquote, needing to pleasure himself with pornography. It's crazy. Matthew and Sarah need some insight and perspective from a husband and wife. Thank you, thank you. Tired of porn wife. So that's why I brought you on this one, Sarah. Because mm. I would have addressed this solo. But this listener was like, I want the perspective from a husband and wife. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so where do you want to begin? Oh, my gosh. That is a big What first comes up for you? Cookie to crumble. Um, 
one of the first things when you, so when you shared this with me and, you know, said, what do you think about this? I was of course on board because any opportunity to chat with you about some cool stuff and put it on the podcast and then reading the email, um, some things came up for me just in terms of my own, you know, I get to see some of my own shit around it. Um, so for one, I thought, you know, oh gosh, that's a lot of pressure. You know, I, um, I felt a little, like, how could we possibly address all of this? Or how could we give her everything, you know, because that's what I would want to do. Like, I want to give you everything that could possibly help you. And I want to become yeah. the expert so that I can, yeah. you know, so once I kind of got rid of that, and you know, you said very um, poignantly about how that's not the angle from which we're going to come. We're not, we're not doctors, we're not researchers, we're not coming from that perspective. All we can do is just be another couple doing doing the most, you know, doing our mm -hmm. best to be our best selves as well as create uh, a magical partnership. So to just come from that perspective, um, that came up for me. So I was able to work on that myself, which I'm grateful for all these opportunities. Totally. Um, I felt for her, yeah. for sure. I feel like, you know, I've been my own version of that in, in different relationships and in different ways, you know, some of those feelings and thoughts that come up, especially around the, am I enough or um, am I not satisfying this person? Am I not pleasing this person? Um, I thought about my own judgments around pornography, particularly the the things that we impose on ourselves as far as expectations of who and how we should be, as well as like who our partners are and what they like and what turns them on. Or, you know, I don't look like that. I don't sound like that. I don't, oh my God, do they really like it like that? Is that, yeah. is that what every man is expecting? Is that what every woman is, you know, so that whole thing um, came up and I feel for him too. He, um, you know, not gone through an experience like that myself, but I feel like I can, I can understand to a certain degree and I have a lot of compassion for that. I have a lot of like, damn, I get it. And so, um, all that comes up for me personally. And then at the, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I think to feel understood and to feel like uh, you're not isolated and on this island of what you're experiencing and that, you know, you're not the only person in the world and that you're also not, um, you're not bad or weird or uh, wrong. You know, it's just an experience and it's just, it's just process. And this is one of, one of the many that we get to go through. And this is one in particular that this couple is going through. And some might go through it similarly. Some might never even touch the surface of this conversation, but um, just to know that you're not alone and like what the hell is normal. So, um, so all of that, all yeah. of that comes up for me. Just um, feeling understood is very important. So if anything, if all that this listener and any other listener who's having something similar or having their own kind of stuff around this could feel a little bit more understood, could feel a little bit less alone in, in whatever it is they're going through, then that would be success in my book. Yeah, I hear you. <sighs> so that's some of me. First stuff that came up for me was thinking that, okay, this is awesome for them. Hmm. Like, you don't want to have withholds in relationships. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have these things that are secrets that one person is doing behind the other person's back or one person is doing to a greater extent than the other one might be aware of. You don't want that stuff. You know, in order to have that deeply intimate, connected relationship on all levels, you know, emotionally, physically, all that stuff, you just have to have that trust. Like, I got to be able to trust you. Like, when I look across the table at you, Sarah, like, that you're you're being, you know, forthright with me in all those areas. And and we've gone through so many of those conversations where we're just like, 
spill the guts. What's what's yeah. it? What's there? What's there? <laughs> and so you know, I'm like, great, great. Like this is awesome that it's coming out because mm-hmm. you could have gone ten more years with this and had these ideas in your mind that the intimacy in the relationship was going down and attribute it it to, to other things, to other things. Yeah. and then that could have fed your doubts and your feelings about yourself and that could have just spiraled into you know you turning to other things to help make you feel better because you're not feeling it from your part all of that shit right so the fact that it's coming out perfect this is now the time for it to come out right so you know big takeaway number one i guess you could say before you even scratch the surface of the fact that this happens to do with anything this happens to deal with anything sexuality or pornography related is that whenever something like this pops up in your life relationship whatever that it's like uh this thing which i know get and can relate to like it's like the box gets open and you're like oh fuck this thing yeah. um but to see where and how you can shift that conversation as quickly as possible to, wow, what an amazing opportunity. Or like you said, I'm grateful this is coming up now. It is not the easiest thing in the world. However, just just to put it out there that it's a possibility for you when something uncomfortable like this pops up, that all that it's revealing is opportunity. All that yeah. it's revealing is space for you to, to rise, to level up, to elevate. Uh, so I think regardless of... The, you know, pornography, whatever it is, something that's coming up in a relationship that is a little bit uncomfortable and makes you like move around in your seat. It's like what you said, great. This is great for them. So yeah, you can spin um, up or spin out. Yeah. Just looking at what the opportunity is. Yeah. And, and what's, what's great about this is both people have now have the opportunity to really be authentic with themselves and with then themselves each other. And then with each other. Yeah. Because, because, um, you know, the listener says, uh, the sex life is passionate and pleasurable, but lacked intimacy. Mm. Okay, has that been talked about? Right. Now you have a chance to really talk about, I'm just not feeling the intimacy. Okay, right. well, why maybe aren't you feeling the intimacy? Right. And if it's been going for a long time and you haven't said anything, that's an area of withhold for you. And then having trouble with the timing, that's another thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, being able to talk about that. So now she can talk about that and bring that up. And he gets to say, well, this has been what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. So it's, like Sarah said, it's not f- necessarily fun when you're in it. And you right. may not be like, <laughs> I'm grateful for this when I'm in it. But I do want you to to be able to back out of the situation just for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, just pull your head up out of the trees so you can see, like, okay, this is an opportunity for us to get to the next level in the relationship. Right. To 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 now put things out on the table. Like, you've maybe been feeling this lack of intimacy and this connection has been a little bit off and this these types of things for, for however long. Now you get a chance to talk about it and, and see it through and address it. And he has, has that opportunity as well. And... You know, if you if you totally connect with the principle that I talk about on on this podcast so much, consciousness creates. I mean, this thing has been co created. This thing is showing up right now for a reason. Yeah, and over time, it didn't over just time, happen. Both of you have been a part of this, so right. address it. And to add on to what you said about you know, take yourself out of it, like remove yourself from the trees. If you can't do that or you're having significant challenge in doing that because you're a human being, that's where I think having people around you who can do that, who can have that perspective or assist you in getting to that perspective. So one, I guess another, my takeaway number two that I would put out there, again, we're not even getting, we haven't gotten into the juicy 
like stuff yet. Um, but it's like you are not going to change anything or create any new patterns or paradigms if you two just keep staying in your stuff together and ping-ponging back and forth. It's going to take another perspective. It's going to take another energy to move that, whether that's a therapist, whether that's a counselor, whether that's a coach, I don't, whatever spiritual advisor, you know, that you resonate with or something, but it's going to take something else. So I think being willing and open to that possibility that it's, it's not going to be solved at the same level at which it was created, like that Einstein quote, like you're identifying a challenge, right? You're identifying a problem. Well, you're not going to fix it continuing to do what you've been doing. Yeah, like by tossing the same fears at it. Right. You know, so... Right. Continue. Yeah, but then even even if your conversation shifts a little bit, I just think it still takes another energy, like another person, another observer, another experiencer of, you know, another perspective of what's going on to shift that. Yeah. And it can also, it can also happen, I believe, by you adopting a different way to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's say nine, 99% of the time you're going to come at it in the same type of way, you know, and you you know the pattern that the, the arguments are going to go through or whatever. So maybe now you approach it in a different way right. and create the space for something different to happen. It's like possibility, like create the space for possibility to happen. And so, you know, I, th- I think I think both what Sarah and I are saying um, are are valid. Like seek that outside person to help you to gain a different perspective and slash or approach it with a, a different sort of expectation, right? Hold a different space for it. So let's get into some of the specific Specifics, things. Yeah. Um, so I guess one of the first things, and I'm not going to try to go in order of how I think this should this should flow, but one of the first things is uh, is you wrote that I'm unsure of exactly why my husband has this need, mm. the need to watch pornography, mm-hmm. and you know <clears throat> I've talked a lot about my 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 porn challenge on the podcast, and like, you know I've tried to put myself back in that in that space. One of the things that watching the pornography allowed me to do was express myself in a way that I was fearful of expressing myself to my partner. Like I could have the desire met. I could, you know, and I I could meet it visually rather than telling somebody, hey, this is, this is what I would like to experience in our relationship and our intimacy. This is what I would like to, um, I think just really this is what I would like to experience. And just that fear of expression, that fear of rejection, that fear that I might, that they might laugh at me, that they may think I'm disgusting, that, mm-hmm. you know, that they might, uh, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I just would never, I would never say those things in, in the bedroom back then. Like I would never say, you know, I would love to experience something that maybe it's the theme of a video I watch all the time. Like I would just, I never would say that mm-hmm. because I was doing so much shame and guilting of myself because I'd built up that habit over so many years that, of course, this is perverted. Of course, this is disgusting. Of course, you know what I mean? And so the the need, was it was like, it was like feeding this, I don't know, this like engine. It was just like feeding this thing. Like, I can't express it to her. So I can't express it to anybody else. So the only place that I can quote unquote, express this thing is through me typing something into the search bar and then experiencing it that way. So then if this is the only place I'm going to be able to get it, let me go, let me go there and to get it. Right. And so to play, you know, the partner to that for a moment, or to, you know, 
ping off of that. So when you say express and things like that, do you mean either like just an energetic kind of feel of like just experiencing watching something like that is pro- like something that you're watching right now is probably not going to be what you experience in your life. So you get to kind of vicariously live that. And then is it also things like specific things you would want to say or or actually have happen like move this way do this suck this like that like that sort of thing you just felt like you couldn't both say and so in this space you know in your dark corner in front of the screen like that's where you could experience all of that absolutely wow absolutely i mean that's Mm -hmm. it happened with you Mm -hmm. you know i i i had my that porn habit early on in our relationship and it was like, I just know Sarah's not into this. I know Sarah's not like this. Mm-hmm. I would never bring this up because if I bring it up and Sarah, if she reacts the way that right. I'm expecting her to react, well, now she knows this thing about me and there's no going back after that. Yeah. So there's a chance that she may not react in that way. But there's no, 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 no. I'm not going to bring it up and take that risk. Of course not. Because who would be into this? Because I'm a sick motherfucker. Who would be into this? Mm. You know, and it's yeah. like, all right, well, then. I'm going to sit in my dark corner of, you know, of the internet, of my life, of who I am. And I'm going to, that that's the only place that I'm going to be able to, quote unquote, express myself in that way. Mm-hmm. And I never talk to anybody about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Any sort of casual conversation with friends, it was always in a a, a, a joking, right? like, you know, masturbation was always laughed at. Yeah. Porn was always like, it was talked about in some you know in in some ways but it was never it was never healthy it mm-hmm. was never exploratory it was never like a genuine curiosity right it was it was always perverted and that just fed that belief that i was perverted that something was seriously fucked up with me and i didn't know anybody else who was watching porn on a nightly basis mm-hmm. so of of you didn't course. know outright, but you no, knew no, people I, for sure. Of course I did, but it, it didn't it. matter. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, when, when you write, you know, when the listener writes, like, I'm unsure of exactly why my husband has this need. Yeah. It's like, that's where he's getting, that's where it it's he's getting it from. It's just yeah. like, that's, you know, and and I think the next the next statement is worth touching on. And now I'm questioning if I'm truly fulfilling him sexually. God, of course. Yeah. I get that. I, um, You know, when you read it again and you said this need, right? Is that what you said? Like yeah, why yeah. he has this need? What's interesting, it's like what comes up for me is we all have those needs. Like whatever it is. what You know, we all have our, our what it looks like. But like we all have those things that we want to express and experience, right? And put out there. And then in our own paths and journeys and all the factors that come into our lives either prevent us from sharing those things or encourage us to share those things, whatever. But we all yeah. have those needs. And I think it's just then what we put on top of that or then how we choose to express those needs or how we work with those things is like, where all the stuff comes up. And by that, I mean, when you described, you know, that place, you know, both physical and kind of like an energetic place that you had when you were watching porn, when you described what it gave you as far as outlet, like you could, you could put out the things that you wanted to experience. You could express yourself. You could do blah, 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 blah. If you took away the fact that like you were watching porn, like if you removed that element, 
I feel like otherwise you'd be like, wow, that's awesome. You had a space where you could express yourself. You had a space where you could work out these things, blah, blah, blah. But then you inject like you're in a dark corner watching porn and then probably feeling really shameful about it afterwards. That's when it becomes like a maladaptive, unhealthy, you know, thing. But if you remove that factor, if you like strip that, I mean, it provided you with something you needed in a sense, right? Like it's it's just interesting. Yeah, I mean... You know, it it fed so many unhealthy beliefs I had about myself. Mm. So I think that, yeah, you if you did take the porn away and you looked at it, there's so many, there's like seven different super unhealthy needs that were being met. Right. And so the porn was not just like, I really want this creative outlet to express myself. And okay, well, I've done this since I was nine, so I may as well keep, no, it was like, I feel like I'm, you know, a worthless partner. I feel like I am not going to be able to do this, that, and the other. And it just, all of those things came together right. in that in that space of, you know, pornography. Like the very first experiences of pornography were shameful. Mm. It was like, oh shit, the TV in my room has like this fuzzy stuff. And I'm hearing moans. And I'm like, I definitely don't want my parents to walk in mm-hmm. right now. And that was like that first thought of, I don't want anybody to see this, but I'm going to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, gotcha. Now, you know, it's like, now I want to continue and it just, it just goes. Yeah. So I had my own room and I had a TV in my room around the ages of like nine to 12 Did you ever watch stuff? Yeah, yeah. The Skinamax stuff or whatever, you know, that's like on late, late at night on like Cinemax or like real sex on HBO. Hell yeah. I was watching totally. that shit. And yeah, it's just. It's just fascinating. And for me, like, I, of course, loved watching the connection, the expression of it all. And then... That's how you related to it as a 9, 10-year-old? Probably not how I was looking at it at 9 and 10, but it was definitely... I liked seeing what I took from it as, like, the love aspects of it. So, like, I believed these people loved each other, whatever. And, I, be- you know, so it was that. Like, I wanted, I wanted experience. I wanted story. I wanted, you but know, would like... You, but would you have ever told your family... Would you have ever... Oh, no, 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 no. So, I'm trying to understand, like, you had a 10-year-old brain, you were like, there's story in here, and I like this story. It just happens to be two people banging, and it's nighttime. I know I'm not supposed to do this. Like, what... Like, I'm trying to understand, like... Because to me, it's like, there's like this base thing of, Mm -hmm. holy shit, this is something that I'm not supposed to be looking at, that is a, is exciting me in all these different ways that I don't understand because I'm so immature and I, but there's something happening and I kind of like the feeling mm-hmm. but it's like a little scary and I really know that I'm not supposed to be that I'm not supposed to do this like I really know I'm not supposed to do this mm-hmm. but I want to continue right but it sounds like I didn't hear that coming from you I heard like I mean I'm sure all of that was there what you just said but I, I'm just thinking to myself like for me the more what it was feeding more for me, how I look at it. And when I would ever watch anything like that over the next few years and into, it was more like the fantasy of having that kind of interaction connection. Cause I wasn't sexually active until I was like 20. So it was more so um, like it was feeding the love porn. If that makes any that sense. Does like, make it was sense. feeding that it wasn't, I mean, yes, I was physically aroused and I like was masturbating. I, I started masturbating young, like around that time. But um, 
it wasn't it, for me it was like the romantic porn like aspect of it so it's i wasn't watching anything hardcore you know like that you never like saw genitals like you didn't you know it was just like and they tried to make a story around it and they try you know yeah. all that stuff no, i remember so, those hbo um things. you know i more lived in the fantasy of that rather than the sexual gratification aspect of it and i'm, I'm i wonder if that's i don't know I, I i wonder if that's sort of like male role female role maybe stuff. could be because i definitely remember as a as a young kid you know i grew up in a catholic ish house like <laughs> super emphasis on the ish <laughs> very very ish but i had in my mind no sex till marriage and right. so i remember watching this stuff and being like man i won't be able to experience this for like 20 years i didn't yeah. know yeah back then like and, went, and with just one person i used to think about that too i never i don't think i i don't think i, I thought about that but i definitely was like i'm not gonna be able to experience this for so long like i was bummed mm. i remember being really bummed mm-hmm. but you know it's like that whole thing of, of the husband having the need. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of thing that, you know, you could peel back a lot of layers by digging into Yeah, like that what need. is the actual need? Like what is, and then what's below that? And then what's below that? And then what's below, like what's the real root of what this perceived need is? Because like, what is the need? Is the need to connect? Is the need to get off? Is the need to, you know, like what is the need yeah. actually? And I'm sure everyone has their own answer for that. Um. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So let's talk about the... I'm questioning if I'm truly fulfilling him sexually. Mm. You know, like how would you... What would your internal conversation be like if, you know, I was having a... You know, if I said, yeah, I've been doing this two to three times. I mean, maybe it's a little different in our relationship given yeah. like what we've done around sexuality right. and sexual expression and all of that. But, you know, put yourself in, in her shoes... Um, how how would you approach that question for yourself? Yeah, or maybe it's a girlfriend of yours who <sighs> who comes to you with that. Like, yeah, this is what's going on. Like, am I fulfilling him sexually? Yeah. Well, with the tools and the understanding that I have now, if this was something being presented to me either in my own life or you know, like you said, a girlfriend, I think I would apply with what I know of like using the term sexual fulfillment, right? Mm -hmm. I understand in my own life and how that's played out that that's ultimately my responsibility, meaning my sexual fulfillment is my responsibility. And so I look at all of our sexual fulfillment as our individual responsibilities, which we then communicate on, express on, connect on to create, co-create what we want to experience. Yeah. So some feedback, you know, to a close girlfriend would be kind of unpacking what's your 
why do you feel like it's your need to fulfill him sexually? I'm I'm totally there like, with you. Why? Well, because I'm you, his wife. Okay. Yeah. So in your context, then wife means you fulfill your husband fully sexually, and that's and if, your job. And if he isn't happy sexually in any type of way, it's on you. It's on you as opposed to him because you could be given a blowjob five times a day every day. Right. You could be bringing in multiple partners and saying like, "We're going to do this and that," and I've already planned out all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if he still is having those conversations internally, and if that if all that stuff is going on within him, oh, yeah. it won't even matter. Oh, you could be his porn fantasy personified, like big old boobs, screaming, moaning, schoolgirl, scored across the room. Like you could do all of that. And if he isn't operating in a space of loving himself or addressing whatever those needs and whatever that root is, it's still going to be for nothing. And that's why that's a, I think this question is one that a lot of people ask themselves. Yeah. And I think it's like, a question. What I do? I think that question has an answer that's not going to serve you, yeah. right? Like, look at the question you're asking, Right. you know? Am I truly fulfilling him sexually? Right. The answer is either yes or no. And either way you answer that question, it's lose. you're going to lose. Because yeah. if you say yes, well, then, then what the fuck's going on? And this and that. If you say no, well, now it's on you. Right. I, well, it's just this thing that hangs in a delicate... Um, uh, like danger in that you know how how you answer that say you are fulfilling them fully sexually okay well you could lose that at any moment something could happen to take that away you know like if you do something then it's all fucked or no if you're not then what do you what are you supposed to do with that so it's yeah. like it's i feel like it's lose lose and what our society's um band-aids are to that to the answer to that question is like buy some andre buy some boner pills like you know, it's like it's just throwing stuff on it rather than digging underneath to see what's there. Yeah, because um, you have to keep adding more spice and more spice and right, more spice and more spice. Right. And, and spice is not the issue. So, you know, I, I think that's a totally I totally get that question. And I just I want you to consider the type of question that you're asking and the answer that you're going to get. Right. And like, then with that, you will find everything in your life to confirm you that belief you're running. Absolutely. That you don't fulfill him sexually. So that could look like, you know, icy <laughs> winds under the under the bedroom door and into the sheets. It could be looking at yourself in the mirror and confirming, yeah. yeah, why would this turn him on? Why would this fulfill him sexually? Look at me. Look at this. Look at what this does. Look at how, the, you know, this extra skin, like all of that. And it's just going to show up everywhere. Yeah. Um. Uh, another thing about the you know, as far as advice to, you know, a girlfriend or if I was working on this myself, um, I feel like what what comes up for me, it's like if you're wondering, if you're in this spin of like, how do I fulfill him sexually? Uh, work on yourself. Like look to, look to yourself and what you need to be doing for you. And I feel like that's that's where it's at. It's like w- working on what you can influence, what you can control, and that's your energy, and that's how you feel about yourself, and that's how you're filling yourself up, and how you're loving on yourself, and then how you're expressing holding and all that. that, yeah, and then holding that standard, you know, of love for yourself and being an example for your partner of what it is to be, you know, loving of yourself. Um, easier said than done of course but you know that would be part of my my feedback there is to just when you're worried when you're worried about anything about what's going on with someone else 
you're you're automatically moving into a space, right, that you can't influence or control. So to bring that back, to ground that, it's come back to yourself. So yeah. whenever you are like wanting to put your feelers out there to like do something for someone else or make someone be happy, make someone be whatever, that's always a sign for me that I need to like turn back around, like make a U-turn, like GPS is like wrong way and go back to yourself. Yeah. Um, another question that you asked was, is this normal for men? And um, this is a this is a question that, I, you know, I'm, I imagine it is, but I'm not sure. So I like, would say yes, and then I would add lots of human beings. So yeah, all and, gender um, identifications. I feel like, and I think, yeah, I think a lot of that with the, come up against this at some point. I think a lot of it is just it, you know societal stuff. Like you know, we're very bipolar when it comes to sex. We use sex to sell things, but don't you dare talk about it in a school. Yeah, right. Like you could walk in a mall and see like Victoria's Secret models. Like I can almost see a nipple. Like I can almost see in those panties, right? Mm-hmm. But don't you dare like have a conversation with somebody and, and say, you know, I'd like to be spanked, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think that helps to breed this type of thing where mm-hmm. anything that has to do with like sexuality and sexual expression and sexual feeling, like you could slap the taboo label on it. And as soon as that label is on it, it goes underground. It's, it happens in like, that one blog where that one blogger is just really open mm-hmm. and you're like, you really love it. But when you read it, you're even like, Ooh, I'm in this like taboo space mm-hmm. or that one podcast where they really talk about this stuff. And it's like, boy, but I won't listen to that podcast at work. I don't want anybody else to know that mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking about this or that one girlfriend who's experimenting on things. And you're like, so into those conversations, but God forbid you have that type of, you know, expression with your partner. It's mm-hmm. like, it's in, it's in that sort of realm. And so I think it's, Again, I don't know any data on this stuff, but I imagine it's very normal for people to to view these things and think these things. I imagine what's abnormal is for it to be brought into the open and talked about and and for whatever things that are going on that need healing, for those things to be healed. That's the abnormal part, you know? We, yeah. Uh, just, the, just that porn isn't going anywhere. And like versions of it have been around all t- all of all time, like so it's it can be a useful thing, I feel like it can be a use like to promote these conversations, right, to elicit growth and healing and education, like porn is an educational tool, well, yeah, today people get sex healthy, from porn. you know how healthy it is, but yeah, people are learning how to have sex from porn, people are learning what sex and intimacy and connection is from porn yeah you got a thought yes i do because i think it's worth saying that porn is just porn your level of maturity your level of of whatever around it is you know that's what makes it bad or dirty or right or wrong right right because it's 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 simply porn and then we you look at it and boom you slap something on it like there is plenty of healthy porn. Yeah. Is there even like a definition of what makes it labeled pornographic? Does that mean that like genitals are in the scene of whatever it is, Probably whether it's an image or a... Because, I mean, you think about what has that label of pornography, right? And then think about the other like educational resources or things or places where, you know, you will see that stuff. I mean, 
gosh, we, we could go on about this, you know, doing it at home in the birth world, how like the censorship of birth images and vid- videography has been a thing totally. in a conversation and that. Because it's, it's like, genitals. Because of a, it's a vagina with yeah. a baby coming out of it. So it must be pornography. And so then it's like, I don't even like the label of pornography because then, you know, then you talk about what's pornographic and like what's art form and then what's just entertainment value. I mean, look at how Fifty Shades of Grey changed our culture and all of that. And like in that film, that's like, hot damn. That would be considered pornography. It according would be. To this Why? Definition. So psychology today, pornography, um, any material that consists of sexually explicit material and that is intended to sexually arouse. Oh, my God. So I was like, like freaking, a so freaking burger commercial is pornography then. So so well, all I'm saying and the, the, the reason for this this tangent is because, you know, even given my like history with porn, I don't think porn is bad. Right. And I'm saying that word intentionally. You all know that I don't use good or bad right. really often. It's not but like evil. I don't think porn is evil, right? I think that given where you're at, given your level of consciousness, given your level of maturity, you might view it as that. Yes. But there's absolutely porn out there that's healing and healthy and lovely and beautiful. There's absolutely porn out there that degrades it's women, degrades bad. men. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's all... I mean, it's such a huge umbrella. Right. Right? And so... I think you can find any of the stuff in there that that you want and that it's it's tough to just slap a label on it and be like all porn is unhealthy. You watch any porn that's fucked up. You know what I mean? It's nothing is you can't just like whitewash anything, you know, right. things like that. Because I, I think there's elements of responsibility when it comes to our uh, consumption of sexual content and it's on of course the producers of the content they have responsibility you know when you think about someone who's in the industry and you're producing films like that you have a huge responsibility because you know the millions of eyes that are going to be on this and young eyes on it and what, just all of that so there's responsibility there can we influence that maybe through you know the type of content that then we then choose to absorb and use blah 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 i'm just saying that if we just owned some of our shit and our responsibility in terms of what these people are putting out there, but then also what you choose to consume, like you said, there are lots of options as far as your porn is concerned. I think, you know, what, what comes up is people don't want to pay for it as much anymore. And so then that, you know, there's a whole, you can get into that. And there's some cool resources I think you should include in your show notes. Um, uh, turned on, I think is what it was called. This Netflix Netflix. thing. I think we watched some of it and it was talking about the porn industry and just how, you know, with, the way we consume our media now, it's like people don't want to pay for it. So by making it free and accessible the way that it is, it's like super low quality. It's super low energy, like to what you were talking about, just as far as, you know, how women are portrayed, how sex in general is portrayed. Some of it. Um, yeah, some of it. That, some of it. Like, but, I, th- but that's the larger quantities of, of it, course, though, right? Of that's course. what you're going to find more readily and easily. So if you take your responsibility to if you want to move energy in that way, if you want to be in a space of like what you were talking about earlier to express certain things and to like be there, then find one that can not make you feel like shit after you watch it. Yeah. And like the responsibility conversation, like I'm always going back to individual responsibility. Yeah. Like I'm always going to go back to individual responsibility because people are going to do whatever the hell they want to do to make money, to, to, to promote their agenda, to, whatever and you still have that personal responsibility of you are choosing to consume what you want to to consume and you know like you're responsible for your own healing yeah. like my parents are not responsible for putting for for how i Came relate across. to porn yeah. no yeah 
Even though they ha- they they're the ones who put the TV in my room when I was nine years old. They are not fucking responsible for that. Yeah. Like, like, or let me let me let me um let me back that up. They are not responsible to my relationship to porn today. Right. Because as a nine year old kid, like yeah, they put the TV in my room. Great, and I developed those 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 habits and those beliefs and those those mindsets about myself. Awesome. As soon as I became aware of that shit, it's now my responsibility to do something about yep, it. Yep. And so I'm sitting here today as a 32-year-old man. If I start to get mad at my mom and dad saying, you fucking did this to me because you put that in my... And all these years I was watching, I didn't know what I was doing. I was so immature. Nah. It's now my responsibility mm-hmm. to to look back on, on, on my own life and see what, what works, what doesn't work, see what thoughts are serving me, see what actions, and do something about it. And so, you know, I... I I don't want to take this over into like a debate about porn because that's not really what it's about. This is about how somebody is relating to themselves and using pornography as a way to validate something, to get something, to express something. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's being used may, like everything from this listener's email is telling me that it's not, it's not being used in a healthy way. Right. It can be though. Right. But right now it's not being used in a healthy way. And both parties are now having all of these thoughts about themselves, about the other person, because of the way that they're relating to potentially their own sexuality, their own sexual expression, their own desires, their own feelings about about sex and all of that stuff. And that's why I go back to the beginning and I say, this is great that it's coming up. Mm. Because if you fully address this, like you are going to learn something about yourself, be on a path of healing, be on a path of expanding your consciousness and transcending some beliefs that weren't serving you, such as, is it my responsibility to fulfill him sexually? No. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a belief that like you probably have had a story that has spun that again and again, and now you have an opportunity to get above that and experience and see something new. And I'm off the soapbox. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next part of the thing. Um, so my husband was exposed to pornography at a very young age, and after peeling back that layer, he seems almost desensitized. Totally get it. Yeah. I mean, like, you could see so many things in in a year of watching porn, let alone mm-hmm. 10 or 20. Like, I've probably seen every fucking type of video that is available, because at some point I just became curious. Mm-hmm. Let me just, what is that like? Yeah. And then you, it's like, it's like how culture today is so desensitized to killing. Right. Every TV show just about yeah. has murder. Yeah. We were watching Elementary the other night, and I was like, man, this is, you know, I really like this show, but come on. Mm. It's just murder, 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 yeah. murder, murder. Podcast, the TV, it's like yeah. Game of Thrones. You just disembowel somebody in yep. one scene while you're like laughing at eating popcorn. So, yeah, we're desensitized to a lot. Mm-hmm. So he probably is desensitized to some stuff that is like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, if you saw it for the first time, you'd be like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, desensitized to it. But that, I think that's because there's no emotional connection to the mm-hmm. people. Right. There's not like, there's no empathy to that the other person. There's no like real understanding and putting myself in their shoes and really trying to connect in, a, right. in, a, in, a, in an emotional, heartfelt way. I think that is what influences the type of porn you choose. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch something where there's a bunch of dudes just totally degrading a woman. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not how I, you know, if that, that wouldn't be something that I would connect with and, and, you know, potentially view as like, oh, that's really healing, mm-hmm. you know? And then on the flip side of that, you could totally look at that and, and 
go back to people's choices and, you know, somebody expressing themselves as like a sexual goddess or a sexual, you know, god and look at that and being like, okay, look at that type of expression. Wow.、Mm-hmm. I think it's just all about how you look at this stuff.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perspective for sure. So she says, at this point, I'm not sure how to move forward.、Um, the husband is hypersensitive about it and doesn't want him to shut down. What would your advice be to that? How to actually move forward with this now that it's out there on the table in some way? That's a great question. <laughs>、um, I think going back a few steps, you know, I talked about some other resource, energy, person, conversation to break the pattern that has、yeah. been like, you're going to come from your place. He's going to come from his place. And, you know, you're going to be circling in that kind of hoping that it creates something different.、Um, so I think to give. The best opportunity and the most support around it actually shifting is to do something different. And that would be, you know, maybe, maybe a conversation with a counselor, a coach, a, someone, some sort of space where, you know, you can kind of unpack and,、um, you know, if they're, if you're both kind of feeling, Judgmental and frustrated about your own stuff, and then around the other person's stuff, it's like it just kind of lets some of the air out of that a little bit. I feel like when you have someone else, and you ha- it's like it's not as as volatile of what a if, space. What if neither of them were open to that? Or what if he was like, I'm not trying to talk to anybody? That's a choice. That's an experience. I think if you want to shift it, but you're not open to ways to shift it, then. I'm not, I'm not saying、scary. that's the only way, right? Like another person, that's not the only be all end all way.、Um, like you might, I, I'm judging the shit out of myself for watching this porn. And now、right. I just told my wife that I admitted that, yeah, I watch it two to three times、mm-hmm. after you go to sleep.、Mm-hmm. And I'm so fucking shameful about this. And、mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is tell more people about this terrible thing that I do. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think that's a total potential scenario. For sure. Yeah. Well, then, great opportunity to start putting in some practice and reps with conversations with each other. Because, I mean, I don't see how anything is going to shift if you don't want to talk about anything,、Agreed. any of it. Then, cool. Keep, keep enjoying your experience. Like,、yeah. I, that's just, you know, I, I get questions like that around, you know, coaching and stuff. Well, like, what if I don't want to shift or do this? Then you won't. Then you won't. And then that's the end of this story.、Yeah. You know, like not the end of your story, but like then that's, that's where you pause it until you choose to unpause it. Like that's just going to be your experience. So,、um, you know, maybe it starts with just opening up some conversations with each other, you know, doing the, the dirty laundry, throwing it out there like, this is how I feel about this. This is how I feel about this. Whether it's like give each other a timer, you know, here you get five minutes to just like vomit. Whatever it is you want, and I will not say a word. I will not judge you. I will not rebut. I will not, yeah. And this is opportunity for you to work on not taking things personally, to not take someone else's shit and think that it's all your fault or your responsibility to fix or that you were a part of it.、Um, not respond. Yeah, not like, respond. I think that's huge to have a space where you know someone isn't going to interrupt you and you know, fight back to what you have to say, even if it's stuff that might have to do with them. And, like, and I feel this when you do this, like, just. Keep it zipped. And I don't know. I think something like that could be interesting and, and healing and could bring up some stuff that could then get further addressed. What I like about what you just said is that if you do that, like that timer thing, and each person gets to say their piece, yeah you know, the person that goes second, you don't say your piece in reaction to what the first person、right. said. You, you just literally say, like, 
this is how I'm feeling about this scenario. Um, what also comes out for me, you know, for, for him, for the husband is start by getting that stuff out for yourself, like journal it, like write it down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, look at it. You've already looked at it at least once with your wife, you know, and, and by, by telling her about it. But now, you know, unpack some of those feelings for yourself because I totally get what you're saying. Like, it might be a big challenge to talk to a third party about it. It might be pretty damn challenging to talk to your wife about it. And you know what? I can stomach the challenge of just talking to myself about it. Yeah. So maybe write it down or do what I've done. Like, I've actually driven in my car and just talked. Right. And then and then from there, kind of let a little bit of that pressure out and then step into that conversation mm. with, you know, with the two of them together where they can say, OK, here's how I'm feeling and just kind of and begin. But you're so right, Sarah, that like if you if you're not wanting to talk about it, the stuff's not going to shift. Right. And it just won't. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, what else are you supposed to say or do with nothing, that? Nothing. It's like if you don't want it to change, it won't. Then and good. Like you're winning at the game you're playing. <laughs> like you're yeah. doing really great at the choices you're you're making. Um. Something else is random that just popped up for me as far as like a specific thing that you could do in a scenario like this is like, what if you chose to watch it together in a set? Like if maybe they have already, but I don't know. And then like open it up for dialogue about what you're watching. Like, why do you enjoy this? Or what is it about this? Or like, what does this make? You know, like that could be another space to kind of workshop some of the thoughts and feelings or whatever. Um, and then looking for some of that more connected type of uh pornography and content that um maybe suits that i don't know like i always go back to erica lust as an awesome resource for that she's the only one that i know of you know of i'm i don't watch porn as a habit i we have watched it together a few times i have no problem with it you know i think it can be you know a useful tool when it adds energetically when Mm -hmm. there's something you get out of it all of that um but that's been in the past ever um that's been the only space and i'm like oh oh like this is beautiful this is what's like, been the only space uh erica lust's oh, film okay, okay. sorry like that's been the only source of porno you know label it pornographic content that i've been like oh cool like i support that in essence of like who's behind it what its mission is what it's about how it's actually you know executed like that's been the only one that i've seen thus far that i'm like oh that's really awesome because it's because um, what you know what, what we understand about erica lust's videos is that they're female directed. They're yeah. Female, you know, like, from that perspective. Yeah, from that perspective. Yeah. Because um, one thing for me, once I actually saw, so backtrack for one second. You know, I told you I would watch those like late night Cinemax stuff or whatever. Yeah. That's what I thought porn was. So then fast forward, I think I was like 16, 17 and was at like an after homecoming or after prom party or something in a hotel. And they like had porn on on the TV, just like in the background of the party. And it was like actual hardcore porn. And I had never seen that before. And I was completely freaked out. I remember just like... I could only imagine what 16-year-old Sarah, how scared you were. I was like, oh my God, that's what it is? Like... Oh my God. And it really freaked me out. And then that, of course, that's the context of, you know, that's what I think sex is now because I hadn't had sex yet. And that's what it's supposed to look like and sound like and just all of that. So that really fucked with me for a little bit. So um, that's where I think like when you when you talk about what your options are as far as content, just me and my paradigm and my experiences, it be that's an important thing for me. Like if you are going to engage with that, if you're going to choose to absorb that kind of content, for me, it needs to be a, a higher energy, higher consciousness kind. It just it just has to be. 
And and if you had seen Erica Lust porn when you were 16, you probably would have the same reaction. Oh my god, Maybe, what is yeah. this? Because the in, you know, your consciousness, your maturity right. around it. Oh yeah, that was super so, low. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm saying is like, you know, work on on that maturity around the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Work on your judgments, you know, around labeling something as perverted or someone as perverted, all of that stuff because that's going to impact how you view whatever it is that you're looking at. Whether you're the type of person who goes nuts when they see a Victoria's Secret and you cover your kid's eyes and you do all that stuff, like there's a level of relationship towards that image that you have. And um, so getting back to the email, uh, the whole thing about don't want, don't want the husband to shut down. I mean, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Um, obviously, this topic is out there on the table now. And so I think just doing your very best to create that space to have the conversations and encourage him to have the conversations with you or do what he has to do in order to get him into that space like for himself to be able to talk about this stuff. And I totally understand the shutdown thing. You know what I mean? Um, I haven't experienced a partner who was like, let's really just like, I really want to understand your, you know, all of that. And I want to understand it in a way that is just purely, I'm... I want to support you. I want that this to be healing that didn't have any sort of what I perceived as judgment connected to it. So if you got to work on your judgment around your husband's choices, then work on that. Because if he senses that there's judgment or there's criticism coming his way or there's shame, yada, yada, all that stuff. I mean, that's where I believe the shutdown comes from. Yeah, because you feel like you don't have the space. Yeah, you just yeah. feel like it's not a safe space. So I would work on, on your relationship towards it. Um, this one, this last part, is interesting developing the anxiety about falling asleep first because that's when he he you know yeah watches the porn like i get that and that's i mean ah. it becomes like a feeling cheated on feeling yeah that's how i would kind of liken it too like oh if i do this if i don't stay sharp if i don't you know know what he's doing every moment like he could be going off and doing this and experiencing this that he can't experience with me and won't experience with me and just all of that stuff that runs and I, th- I think as you were talking, one of the things that came up for me is like, this doesn't have to do with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't have to do with his feelings about you and his love for you. Like this is something that has to do with how he perceives himself and the love that he has for himself and the space of, of honor and, and all of that that he holds for himself. And let's be clear, it's not because he watches porn. It's not like watching no, porn... No is indicative of all of that. It's like everything else that you, you know, yeah. unpacked in this, in this email. It's like that he feels this way about it, that it's, it's creating this. It's like, that's all of what's making it. Yeah. I mean, porn way. feeds it. Like what? It Depending, can, just like it anything. Can you can take anything and make totally. it. Totally. Oh, people use food as a weapon. Exercise. Exercise as a weapon or a drug. So, you know, and, and, and those things aren't inherently right. unhealthy. Right. Um, so I think the whole thing about falling asleep, like, that's that's a relationship that you get to work on right and i don't know what what did come to me was just recognizing that this is this isn't something he's necessarily doing to you like this is about his his deal and, and his ability to relate and you know all of the feelings that he has about himself and his ability to or right now it doesn't feel like he has the courage to express what he what he wants, what he feels, all that. And again, that doesn't have anything to do with you. 
Like that's up to him. Mm. And so I don't know if that gives brings any solace, but that's kind of how I mean that that's the like the most I think the, the trickiest part you're just like, "Oh, I don't I don't feel like I have a great answer for that." You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'd probably feel for at least a while I'd feel some type of way if I if I knew that like I went to sleep and you were going and doing something mm-hmm. that you shared with me and be like, "Shit, now I got to relate to that." So I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm not providing a great answer there. Well, who says there's one answer? You know, yeah. it's like I don't I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's black and white. I think it's if this is how I'm feeling, I'm recognizing this is a thing that comes up for me now. I have this anxiety about going to sleep at night. Okay, what are my options? Like what can I do? And yeah. you have a lot of options. When you feel like you don't have any is when you don't. And when your own shutdown happens and then when that thing is just going to become debilitating and crippling and you're not going to sleep well and it's going to impact your health and it's going to, it's just going to go down the tubes, like go down the rabbit hole. So I feel like um, maybe letting go of a, of a need for there to be an actual answer, it's more like you have options and there are things that you can do. So if you're lying there and you feel like you can't fall asleep at night, you know, meditate listen to it it can be that simple like we don't have to make it so like you know epic uh you know um existential crisis like do the little things that are going to make you feel better masturbate yeah know, that'll take care of yourself and that'll you know, yeah it's like an anxiety so what what do you do to work on the anxiety do the things yeah. that you know counter that yeah. anxiety or that you have experienced the benefits of when you've done them for yourself. So if that's exercise, you know, talk to someone, um, journal, your, you know, for yourself, everything that's coming up for you, you know, just working on yourself. Yeah. And I think also like with the, I don't know, like this is something that has some deep roots. Mm-hmm. It impacts so many. It impacts a so lot. Many. And so I think that this is something that, you know, see it through for both parties involved like let's let's address this mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying let's 100 percent heal it and have everything like okay wow or make it go away yeah I think make that's it go part away our, you know programming in society as well that something needs to go away well what if it's not about making it all go away what if it's just about minimizing the potential unhealthy impacts of it yeah so changing the relationship you know what it. you know going back to what she said whatever these needs are what if it's not about expelling those needs and it's just addressing them in a way that when it does pop up you have healthier conversations you're quicker to address it with each other and then you're also quicker to get over it and move on and then yeah something else could pop up and probably will but that's how it goes like that's the ebb and flow of it yeah and you know it it very well might be the case where after trying to work on this stuff between the two of them, you know, internally that it's just, it's just deeper and they need more help. I think that's where like what you, what you said and what we'd mentioned at the top of the episode is like, that's where you seek out that professional help. That's where you seek out somebody who specializes in this. There's people who definitely specialize yeah. in this and they're going to be able to, to ask things and do things and recommend things that are beyond where you and I are when the 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 challenge is deeper Mm. you know um so that's that's kind of how i would that's how i would approach this that's how i feel about this that's how i approach this um sarah i appreciate you joining in this conversation this has been you know there's a lot here like yeah and, and and like there's a lot in the email yes but like there's a lot connected to this that i think it touches so many people in unique ways and in the same ways you know what i mean it's like it's just one of those one of those areas because <laughs> it has to do with sexuality right and sexual expression 
And what do we we always say? Like, there's there's what three key areas that 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 tend to create division, division, and all yeah. Things. Sex, 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 money, God, sex, money, God, sex, yep. money, religion. Yep. And so this is the sex area, and it it's a like I really am grateful for for you for reaching out. You know, for for you listener for reaching out, um, putting this out there because. It gives me an opportunity to look at these things for myself. It gives us an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. We wouldn't have had this conversation otherwise. It gives every single person listening an opportunity to think about this for themselves and ask themselves their own questions and look at their own habits and attachments and all of that. So thank you so much for for sending me this email and being so damn vulnerable yeah. and so damn courageous. Because it's, it takes a lot of courage to write this stuff out. It takes a hell of a lot more courage to say, and I want your feedback on it. Right. Thanks again, Sarah, for joining me. Thanks, uh, Ginny, for hanging out down here under our feet. <laughs> it's our big dog. And um, everybody listening, I appreciate you. Keep being awesome. Keep doing your thing. Keep just having it all, honestly. Creating those abundant, loving experiences throughout your life. Even when life is tough, even when you've got stuff like this going on, you know, it's all about how you relate to it and it always comes down to your choice. So keep choosing powerfully. All right. My name is Matthew and here's to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.